0: everybody to fear and loathing in cinema podcast it's the very middle of august summer is still going that means we're gonna hop on our surfboards and go surfing safari today all three of us oh my goodness three separate surfing movies We're going to get wet. We're going to get wet today. I'm very excited. I'm Brian Kluber, and I'm joined by the two surfing dudes with the most here in Texas, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Preston's giving me the eye, but Preston Barta, how are you?
1: Well, Brian, I'll tell you, I did battle some humongous waves, but you know, just like I told you on the other podcast, danger is my business. (laughs) And business is good. <laughs>
0: oh, man, you should have been a surfer, Preston. You have the right voice
1: for it. Do you know what I was referencing, even though that is not my pick? <laughs> I mean,
0: I'm just going to go. That is a
1: fresh tomato. <laughs> that would be uh, Spicoli.
0: That was Spicoli. We just need to send you a pizza during your concert tonight. You know, you'll be loving it. Dick dick (laughs) all right dude dan moran is here and he's surfing
2: are you a surfer bud yeah bros i can't do the surfer accent try it try it gerard butler's in this movie so he can't do a surfer accent either in my choice (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: he's rocking like the the smalls fishing look
0: Oh, this is, oh he, he is. Yes, I love it. I love it. Uh, so, yes, here on Fear and Loathing, several episodes ago, we thought it was a good idea to do three separate movies in the Vin Diesel universe. That went over so well, we all thought we should do the same exact thing, but with surfing movies to kind of round out our summer vacation. Because when you think of summer, especially in Texas, you think of surfing. Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Right? And, you know, we have a lot of baseball movies. We have a lot of, you know, football movies. Do we have a lot of surfing movies? Well, the answer is yes. And they're all over the place. So we went through the jungle, the ocean of surfing movies and came up with three movies that have rotten scores that were not uh enjoyed really over time and we want to bring those to you today. So we're gonna have three separate movies in this one fear and Lillian cinema podcast. I'm very excited
2: about it. <laughs> so last, okay. la- last time we did this it was for um Vin Diesel movies. Yeah, yeah. It was Vin Diesel. Yeah. It was Vin
0: Diesel. Vin Diesel <laughs> to surfing. And it's unfortunate that we didn't find a surfing movie with Vin Diesel. Although in some of the Fast and that, Furious man. movies he In some of the Fast and Furious movies, Vin Diesel looks like he surfs a car on the road. So
1: he does snowboard in Triple X. He does. Yes,
0: he does. He does snowboard in Triple X. There you go. That's um, that's
2: land surfing.
1: It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. So, uh, yeah, let's get into this. We have three separate. So, first off, first off, before we get into our movies, Do any of you surf? Have any of you actually surfed? I mean, I'm not talking about like little boogie boards on your stomach, you know, and you know, Destin, Florida or something, but I'm talking about actual surfing.
1: I had attempted it in Hawaii when I was 11, was unsuccessful because the waves were massive, humongous, man. Um, So yeah, I can't really say that I've had a good run with it. Okay.
2: Um, we went out to the Outer Banks in North Carolina and the waves get decent. And so we tried with paddle boards. (laughs) That's the closest I've ever come. And I got up for about one Mississippi, two and then I fell off. So when was
0: the last time you tried this again?
2: Oh, this was like three years ago. Oh, so very recently. I've been chasing Mavericks for as long as I remember, as recently as three years ago.
0: Man, hang ten! I've never hang ten. I've hang I've hung dong before, but I've never <laughs> hang ten. <laughs> uh, I have never actually surfed, uh, if you can believe it. Uh, I've done the boogie board thing. Um, I've jet skied. I've tubed. I have. Um, I've parasailed but I have never surfed actually. Uh, I've always thought it would be fun, but I just don't know if I'm built, especially right now, uh, that I could actually get on a wave and stand up on a board. <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'd mean, i try it, but I don't think it's going to happen.
2: I feel like there's areas of actual Hawaii if you actually went and like got lessons with people that you absolutely could. Because somehow, I mean... I'm not saying that the Hawaiians can control the oceans, but I have but somehow there are like little bays or little areas where the waves are just perfect enough for like beginners to to do it. And I've seen plenty of people get up. So I'm sure you can you can get it. You can get it up, Brian. Th-
0: thank you. you. Know. I mean, I <laughs> never have a problem giving it up.
1: <laughs> Hell, I'm up if right you, now. <laughs> if you need some help, there's an actor who is probably looking for some work right now. Named Jonah Hill. That could probably-
2: I
0: was gonna say, if Jonah Hill can surf, I think all of us can.
2: Well, it depends on which Jonah. <laughs> Jonah and the whale. Yeah, which which Jonah you got that Hill, Christian right?
1: Wave already coming over you right now. Right. You
0: know, I, I, you know, know what? what? If we were all to take bets, when super bad or <laughs> any or or wolf of wall street was coming out that he would become an actual surfer yeah. i my i would lose all my money
2: uh, yeah. so i don't it's i don't weird. know i don't know but it's, it's uh yeah out well I, for his, it's worked out well for his pr team so i, I yeah. say we stay away from the, the stay, stay away that. from
0: that <laughs> well okay dan let's start with you let's you lead us off on this amazing surfing journey today uh light us up hey what, what, what movie did you do
2: fellas bros i chose a movie a true story which i didn't know until i watched it last night it is the 2012 masterpiece known as chasing mavericks starring our boy gerard butler um chasing mavericks uh, i like i said di- i did not know it was a biographical true story about a kid named um jay uh, i think he's more famous than that but i only you know his name was jay i'm sure he's got a last name that you'd recognize and then um frosty so frosty is gerard butler frosty hesson and apparently he is um very famous in california for surfing i think um if you've seen 100 foot wave I think there may have been on HBO, that docuseries. I think there was either an interview with him because I had heard the name before. So essentially what this movie is about is back in the late 80s, uh, maybe early 90s. uh, The way it starts off is a a boy follows Frosty um, out to the ocean. Frosty saves him from drowning. Frosty kind of comes up um, obsessed with Frosty. Um, I'm sorry, Jay becomes obsessed with Frosty after he saves him from drowning. And when Jay turns about 15, he sneaks on the back of a uh <laughs> on a van, follows Gerard Butler and his boys out to the ocean and watches them chase some Mavericks, bro, because El Nino's coming in, and it's gonna make those waves sick as fuck come three months from now. So he goes out there, he 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 gets the bug, and reluctantly, as they say even in the Wikipedia, when I was making sure I followed this correctly, <laughs> reluctantly. Frosty says, you know what, Jay, I'll train you. I'll teach you how to surf if you can do a couple things for me. So one of the training montages is him like paddle boarding 36 miles. Uh, they make a big deal about it, that it's specifically from Monterey Bay to like Santa Cruz. It's like this thing that you have to be able to do stand up paddle boarding, and then you'll have the strength and stamina. Plus, you need to be able to hold your, your breath for four minutes. So Frosty trains them up and they chase Mavericks together. Um, And as they chase some Mavericks and learn how to surf, Jay becomes a better man, a better person, has a better relationship with his mom. Weird side plot that I was not expecting. And I really want to do some research into how true it is. Um, Frosty's wife dies like kind of early on in the movie from a stroke. And they just kind of brush it off because legitimately within like a year of surf training gerard butler's trying to bang jay's mom so it was a very quick morning period <laughs> to get back on his home, to get back standing up he needed to hang 10 again and he tries to hang 10 with jay's mom um <laughs> <laughs> so uh you know there's a good scene where gerard butler paddles out in the middle of the ocean and is like my wife died. I'm just going to paddle out until I die, which was kind of weird for what I consider to be somewhat of a kid's movie, but I guess it was rated PG 13. And, um, yeah, it was a touching moment. Jay goes out there and rescues him. And after rescuing him, (laughs) Frosty's like, now that you've saved me from my suicidal paddle boarding, (laughs) you are definitely ready to chase the hardest waves ever. And they chase some waves and, uh, you know, Elizabeth shoes in it. He gets a radio so he can listen to weather reports in the morning and he starts chasing Mavericks. And and the big, what I love about surfing movies is we have the death of someone's wife. We have someone finding themselves. But ultimately, the real conflict of this film is the fact that Jay accidentally reveals where the Mavericks are to be chased. It was a secret place that Frosty shouldn't have known. Well, Jay has a surf rival. And he reveals where it is. So when Frosty and Jay show up to surf the Mavericks, it's crowded and there's vans there and there's like a radio station and just all this stuff. And he's like, you told them you let someone know where our Mavericks were. <laughs> and um, ultimately and he, he surfs the Mavericks and everything's happy. Everything goes out. Uh, He swims out. Everyone's proud of him. He wipes out at first, gets his board, and then rides a Maverick, and everyone's really happy. And the kicker of the movie, I know I've been going on a long time, the kicker of the movie at 22 years old, Jay marries his love interest in this movie, which I glossed over because it's whatever. At 22, marries her, um, and then the title card says he died at like 22 and a half, free diving in the Maldives. And credits. (laughs)
0: that's a sour
2: ending honestly i was like i had no idea how down this movie was gonna be like it's so triumphant when he surfs the maverick and everyone's like yes and then it's like all right what a great moment and then the title card comes up he's like he married so-and-so at the age of 22 and then it's like died free diving in the maldives less than a year later and i'm like cool well that was that was uplifting but uh yeah that's that's the movie
0: so it has a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Does it deserve that? Is it better? Is this a fear and loathing like this is this is better than 32%? 100%
2: this is better than 32%. Um, I love, like I said, the HBO doc, 100 Foot Wave. If y'all haven't watched that, that will never be considered rotten enough for us to talk about because it's awesome. But watching these people go out and risk their lives for just like a photo of them surfing is just so insane to me and the level of preparation and the the drive. And this does a good job of um, dramatizing it for a PG-13, essentially quick little sports movie. It's just, I I don't know if it handled the adult themes as, as well as it should have, because it's definitely really sad. I mean, we got a woman dying of a stroke, Gerard Butler tries to kill himself, and then the title card is this poor kid just drowns at 22. So... I wouldn't say it was a very uplifting movie in the end of it, but, you know, he achieved his dream. So it's it's the Brian song of surfing.
0: <laughs> the Brian song of surfing. Uh, we have to bring up the cinematographer of Chasing Mavericks. Holy shit. Chasing Mavericks cinematographer is none other than Bill Pope. Bill Pope, uh, legendary... Um, cinematographer who did Dark Man, Army of Darkness, Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. Uh, Oh, my God.
2: Yeah, he did Shang-Chi,
0: Ant-Man, Quantumania, Baby Driver, The World's End, Scott Pilgrim,
2: Team America. So the weird part about this movie that when I was reading up on it is um, Curtis Hansen was the director of it but he was really really sick and essentially died during filming um yeah and michael apted apted i don't know i've never heard of him before but he got a director credit because during the last like two weeks or something like that there was a heart surgery that curtis hansen went through um and he was super sick and like dying and so it was the last movie he ever filmed maybe he didn't die during the filming but he was so sick and had to have such a serious operation that they had a guy come in to finish a little over the last two weeks of the movie so like i said real uplifting film to start us off here we've got <laughs> dying to, like really that's sick crazy directing. and yeah. very sad but um, It was his first it was his first movie I right mean, right movie he ever he ever directed
0: that's crazy um also we all know who Gerard Butler is. Um, it seems like Gerard Butler is born to play a surfer in every role he does. Like even 300, he was kind of a surfer guy. <laughs> I
2: am I'm going to allow it because this is a surf pod and we're trying to be surf positive here. Gerard <laughs> Butler's role that he was made for, that he dreamed his entire life, was the overweight cop in Triple Nine. ripping Sigs. Huge tank of a tummy smell, you could smell him off that screen. He seemed so happy in that movie,
0: (laughs) (laughs) but he also seems like a surfer, too. But triple mine, oh my goodness!
2: What I couldn't find, which was disappointing, I figured there would be some. Um, they might be on a Blu ray. You guys are the Blu ray experts or whatnot. I couldn't find any real like behind the scenes stuff on YouTube. I figured there would be like some really good footage of like Gerard Butler learning how to surf because I mean, obviously, he wasn't doing the the so waves, but he was right
0: chasing mavericks was released on blu-ray only in 2013 it's been 10 years since that has seen the light of day and it was probably a bare bones disc type of thing most likely because it didn't get wasn't well received back then and there's a lot of sour notes in it so i don't know
2: do you honest- but do you I honestly hope you guys have more uplifting movies because this was, it was a real downer.
0: <laughs> it was, a real, but you liked it though. You would, you recommend yeah. chasing Mavericks.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's a 50, 50 movie. Like there are far worse movies, sports movies that deal with sad topics like this or someone overcoming or achieving an obstacle, which was really like profound. And I was like, awesome. He did it. This is a true story. Like I didn't know that going in. What an incredible story. This is so great. And dead. Uh, So, so it was like uh yeah it was great um i enjoyed it i was just surprised that going from the triumphs of watching someone surf which is really cool to me to see on screen to the 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 down notes of the true story left me with definitely a 50 50 um feeling walking away from the movie last night when i turned it off
0: oh my goodness Preston! do you have any questions for dan about chasing mavericks
2: i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> he explained it perfectly. Yeah, I, I spoiled the whole movie. If you're listening to this pod, yeah. you're I want people to know what they're getting into. I wasn't gonna be mean, and be like, this movie definitely should you should watch it, and then everyone would be like, what the fuck, man? Like, there's so much death and sadness. What was your favorite part? When he when they chase those mavericks. Mm. <laughs> no, no, honestly, the train the training montages do it for me training montages any montages of any kind so when he's like learning how to uh hold his breath for four minutes and like paddle boarding that far length i'm like yeah dude this is awesome it's like if i could do that i would be i would look like gerard butler from 300 if i trained like this that's all i can think in my head it's like man if i had that drive i'd be in such good shape so I. Love all right
0: before we move on we have two questions first question how do you relate it to john wick
1: um there's a Boy, th- break um, Keanu Reeves man yeah
2: it's just it would have to be Keanu it would have to be Keanu um Frosty's a great name that's what I'm saying like if Gerard Butler if his name was Frosty and he was a surfing enemy of John Wick I could I could get behind that like I could picture John Wick Kind of like Die Another Day. Remember when Pierce Brosnan dropped in on that from the parachute, he dropped in on the surfing thing, was having like a shootout. I could see John Wick doing that, chasing a guy named Frosty. through. Okay.
0: That's good. And so since we love to bring up Roger Ebert, uh, Roger Ebert for Chasing Mavericks praised this film, saying Chasing Mavericks is made with more care and intelligence than many other films, starting with its template might have been it's better than most movies targeted at teens and the cinematography of the big maverick scene by oliver and bill is so frightening that you sort of understand why frosty stays on the shore watching jay
2: with binoculars that's i'm that's what i'm saying like that other than the montage like the scene of him conquering those waves was really like you felt it and that's probably due to you know bill pope and Curtis Hansen is not a bad director at all. He's done some awesome movies and so if he was involved in that part of the shoot you could feel it. So well yeah,
0: I, yeah Curtis Hansen um directed
2: LA
0: Yeah. LA Confidential, he did 8 Mile, The River Wild, The Hand That Rocks The Cradle. Yeah, he's he's done some
2: stuff. He knows how to get the the tension and he definitely got there was tension in this one.
0: There was tension in this one. That's that's good. Well, thank you, Dan. Chasing Mavericks. It's on Blu-ray, but who knows? Arrow, um
2: <laughs>
0: Warner Archive, Kino, re-release this. We want more Chasing Mavericks.
2: I bought it, so I own it now.
0: Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's Gerard Butler's gonna get a check in the mail. It's like, wait, who in Austin, Texas is watching Chasing Mavericks?
2: If he wants to come on the pod and talk about triple 999- nine. he he is welcome anytime i don't even know what the rating is on that that movie could be a hundred percent we can talk about his character for an hour and a half fantastic uh thank you dan let's move on to pb
0: himself preston Barta. he's he surfs up right now um i wonder if he's gonna do his uh his take on his film in his surfing voice the whole time if he could get
1: through That'd be pretty annoying. I think I could do it, but. (laughs) Challenge accepted. No. Uh,
0: What what movie did you have, Preston?
1: So originally I was going to do this movie called North Shore that Kino Lorber released a few years ago. And a friend of the show, James Cole Clay, recommended it to me shortly after we received it, but I never got around to watching it. And so I was just looking for a reason to watch it. But it's a little more, it's kind of like rad My favorite movie ever, or one of them. And it's like, that movie's like rad, but on surfboards. And so I was like, this is totally my vibe. But last night, I just couldn't make it work. I had to watch something with my son. And uh, so I picked uh, a big staple of my childhood, which is Surf Ninjas, which turns 30 this week on the 20th, August 20th. So... That's wild because I saw this movie in theaters with my parents and uh, definitely have the VHS that I wore out. Um, So, yeah, this was a big deal for me in many different ways. Uh, One of them is because it stars Ernie Reyes Jr. and Ernie Reyes Sr., his dad. But Ernie Reyes Jr. was, like, the epitome of cool to me when I was a kid. Like, he – especially at this particular time in the 90s of wearing overalls and, like, that are a little too short, but yet you wear, like, high tops and it kind of completes the whole look. And then he has tie-dye shirts, white hats that are backwards. He has looped uh, earrings, and he had language like – uh uh, right on and chill out, and like the surfer language, uh, uh, comprende, and things like that. Uh, it's almost like it's almost uh, like
0: Bart Simpson,
1: yeah, that or um, uh, John, uh, John Car- Carter, Carter, John Connor from uh, T2, like <laughs> just like the younger version, like when he's trying to teach uh, Terminator how to uh, speak a modern language. So it's got that vibe to it. So it's got the cool language, and so a lot of that kind of. Was built from Ernie Reyes Jr. being in this movie, and on top of that, this movie has like really good songs in it. Like not like anything like super notable that you might know outside of this movie introducing me to the Beach Boys, which is wild because <laughs> they have a whole bit in the movie that is uh, the Barbara Ann song, but they have somebody in the a character in the film called the the Bobber Ram, and so they they sing Bob 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 Ram instead of Barbara Ann. Um, so they got two musical moments where they do that song in the movie. So that introduced me to the Beach Boys, and then it made me invested or interested in surfing. Uh, as I explained at the top of the show, uh, went to Hawaii a couple of years after that and it tried, um, but was unsuccessful. But so, and on top of that, dude, Tone Lock is in this uh so wild thing he was just in dallas a uh a few months ago it was
0: funky convention. cold medina tone loke it's amazing yeah.
1: um so he he was here um and uh he has a really great bit in the movie um where he's kind of, he's like this detective cop type thing trying to protect the boys so anyway i should probably explain the plot here um so it's about two so imagine if you will come, the movie coming to america <laughs> so in Coming to America, you got instead of, you know, one being the prince, and the other guy being like just his pal, uh, it's two brothers. And so you got two brothers that are, are like uh, princes of this country that was overthrown a long time, a long time ago. Uh, in this case, I guess it would be about 12 or so years ago. Um, and uh, so it was overthrown by Colonel Chi, which is played by <laughs> Leslie uh, Nielsen and he has like this whole he's like a video game villain he has like uh he's got a two-faced thing going on where it's like half machine and like half human and he he has like like very cheaply done uh like mechanical arm so whenever it gets wet it like freaks out and spazzes out so he's almost like the inspector gadget villain um so it just it's very much Nothing like super notable. Um, The only thing that's notable about him, because I I read a lot of things about how he was on, on set where he did not drop character. He was just a total douche the whole time, pretty much where he's kind of a, you know, villainous and a, a bit of a prankster. And so his whole ongoing bit in the movie is that he can never answer his phone and his, Answer machine goes off constantly he's like so he can't make it to the top of stairs to answer the phone and things like that so that that's all there is to him um so there it's about two princes who are um taken from their home country and they go to america to uh, be protected and so they've been there with their adopted dad for about 10 or 12 years and right now it seems like the the country that or the people that took over that country are now looking for the princes and so they hire like you know get all these ninjas to go after them and so it just becomes this whole thing of like we need to get back to our country start a rebellion and um protect our people and defeat the bad guys that sort of thing so on like when you look at the movie on a paper level like that sounds like a really good story that would make for a more serious movie that maybe has like some comedic uh, bits through it, uh, throughout it. But this movie is a little more silly. It's uh, my favorite quote. So Roger Ebert did not write a review of this, but there it's eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. There's one really great uh, Rotten blurb that I saw that says. Another of Hollywood's efforts to prove that the American mall mentality is at home in any corner of the globe. And I like the idea of like saying that this is like an American mall kind of movie. So I did explain Ernie Reyes Jr.'s wardrobe at the top, but it also just has that, that vibe to it where it's just like bunch of bros just hanging out at a mall kind of thing. The movie opens and it's very uh, famous for this whole, Bit where they're almost kind of doing a uh, a thing on uh, Teen Wolf when they're riding surfing on top of the the trucks. They do moto surf, which which is where they you know they stand up in their car. They if they have a convertible or a top that's down, they they have a sequence where they're kind of like zoolandering it and being all like fun and everything. They got paddles, and then so that whenever cops pull them over, you know they're in trouble, so they're trying to dodge the cops. So it just has that that coolness of like when you were a kid growing up in the nineties, and it just it was like, oh man, this is awesome! Like this is totally my vibe, and so that that's what it's well does well at capturing. And that's it's not a serious movie at all. Like whenever it comes to serious moments, it's like, uh, I mean, it wasn't delivered that well, and it's just you're just kind of there for the silliness of it all because. If it didn't have, like, moments where, like, one of the princes, Ernie Reyes Jr.'s character, his whole thing is, he's never, like, really fought in his life, and there's a certain point when the ninjas start coming in, and he has to defend himself, like, he's just out of nowhere, starts having, like, these superpowers, and it's kind of funny, because, like, his leg will start shaking, and then just, it's like, bam, 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 he's, like, kicking their asses, Um, and so... It's like that, that comes out of nowhere. Obviously, there's like a supernatural type thing going on. And on top of that, the, the younger brother uh, has access to this video game. So his whole superpower thing is that he has visions. He can see things before they happen um, and see like what may be the best possible outcome to get them out of their situation. And so he has so got to connect it to the 90s coolness somehow. So he has like the Sega like portable video game. And he's playing it and but he's playing the game of their life and so he can see things before they happen so this is like introduced like maybe about 20 30 minutes into the movie and it just kind of seems like if it, it was a serious movie you know they could keep going it would have like that, that great plot that i was uh describing earlier but those are the moments where the, the american mall type of thing is working its way into it and you just gotta kind of accept the silliness of it all and plus you have. A sidekick character like Rob Schneider, which is one of his first movies. Um, um, I learned that he's uh, actually half Filipino. Um, so in uh, same as Ernie Reyes Jr. Um, but his, his whole vibe is really cool. He his inter- his character introduction is um you think that he's a ninja coming into the, the the two boys' house as they're living in Los Angeles, and then uh, the the shadows on the wall make it look like it's like a ninja attacking them, but he's actually just chopping up breakfast. And so he's just like somebody, like a provider for them, and just loves hanging out with them. Um, he never surfs; like uh, he's always like, I'm just gonna wax my board, and then when it's time to go surfing, the other guys are just like. Hitting the waves to rock music and it's awesome. Like over the opening credits, the the two boys are uh, obviously stuntmen. They definitely switched them out, but it's shot really well. Like they're like going down the tunnels and everything. It's really cool, especially for the early '90s. Um, and then, like I said, with the good rock music in there. Um, so yeah, just again, the vibe of it is just really infectious and definitely what I enjoyed the most about it when I was a kid. Um, But yeah, watching it now, it's, I'm just very nostalgic about it. I think it's very, it leans a little too much into the silly. And then there's times where I wish it would just tone it back and try to go for something a little more real because there's a a early moment uh, that Ernie Ray's junior says to his adoptive father. And he's like, can't we just have a moment? And where we just love each other and it's just uh one more moments like that where they uh has a little more heart to it instead of just being like a a goof a goofy movie type of thing and so um yeah there's so much to talk about with uh, talk about it um leslie nelson jr like i mentioned just a real silly character but just so many memorable things that he does and, and or pretty much everybody in the movie. Like I just, as I was watching it with my son, I was like, God, I remember that and quoting that moment when I was a kid and it just uh, it was so special to me. Um, the surf thing, fantastic. And I definitely remember the, toward the end of the movie when uh, they help rescue most of the people that they have uh, that uh, of the country that they're uh, from they've been held captive or their villages have been like taken out um so they like you know get the rebellion together and everything but they're really good wood carvers so there's a sequence where they have to get to like this Alcatraz like island which is you know right off the coast of their mainland. And that's where the bad guys are. They have to get over there. So what do they do? They surf over there. They got to paddle themselves over there. But they don't have any surfboards, but they have really great carvers. So they just chop down the trees and make them And a uh, miraculous time. Don't know how they do it, but they did it. Um, so that's just the movie, man. Uh, greatest, very, very easy John Wick connection with this one. So the, the, the little island that the bad guys are on. They have like a uh, – it's like a big fortress there, and they have a very – I'm going to mention this, you're going to know exactly where I'm going with it. There's a very tall set of stairs, very tall, very, very tall. Yes. And so they push, yes. They push a bad guy down it, and he just falls down, 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 like way more stairs than John Wick did, and then – um So uh, spoiler alert, like when the good guys win, because of course they're going to win, they're doing like the whole like end of Star Wars 1977 when they're getting their ceremony and getting their medals and everything and like you're the rulers of our country again and all is great in the world um the bad guy gets to the top of the stairs so for like weeks he's been making his way back up the stairs and then they're like hey newsflash your side lost and then he's just like well i'm just gonna throw myself down the stairs again so he throws himself down the stairs um so yeah man that's this movie um Surf Ninjas is pretty awesome. It's very cool. You'll start talking like a jackass using tubular and stuff like that. Um so uh if it, this movie's a drug for for uh just total dude bro. Total uh, total dude bro. Um
0: yeah. so the cinematographer for this movie, Preston, is Arthur Albert. who yeah, he's also done a bunch did, of
1: comedies. Notable yeah, comedy.
0: Dirty Work, Happy Gilmore, Beverly Hills Ninja, Saving Silverman. We need to do
1: Saving Silverman, by the way.
0: Yeah, that's good. And Neil Israel, who directed this, uh, worked on movies like Real Genius. He directed Bachelor Party, he worked on Look Who's Talking and Police Academy, and then yeah. came to Surf Ninjas. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know what? This I remember seeing this. Um, the poster for this movie with um, Ernie Reyes on the surfboard and, you know, a young Rob Schneider in the background looking prompt and then just Leslie Nielsen in the water almost drowning. This, this poster, they don't make posters like this anymore. And this poster is genius.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, it's 90s, man. Like a lot. It's fun to look at the pattern of like movies that appealed to teenagers and preteens at the time like this is like what these posters look like even we had by the way we should probably do like a ninja related um (laughs) we we each pick a ninja movie because there's so many like beverly hills ninja yeah so do
0: you think preston that like execs were, you know, around the water cooler and they were supposed to, like, be coming up for their president of the studio ideas. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was really popular at the time. they're like, we need to make a fucking Ninja Turtle movie, but we can't have turtles. Maybe we can have, you know, surf ninjas. You know, we're in California. Do you think, like, that's how this came up?
1: Probably, because, like, Ernie Reyes Jr. was obviously in The Secret of Ooze. And so they probably... uh, yeah, I wonder what comic Con or comic Finch because he's actually gonna be one in uh, September here in Allen, Texas. I wonder if he's just like, you're in two movies that have Ninja in the title. And it's just like, I don't I, I don't know what the thought line is of that. It's just like, hey, ninjas are in right now. We're gonna go to you because you're a big star and you have that that star power. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: guessing that they couldn't make a Turtles movie go tropical, really. So they were like, "Let's make our own Surf Ninja movie, but not have Turtles, but bring bring Ernie over.
1: We're we're yeah. here, and his dad, yeah, and, and his dad is kind of like the mentor type that's been uh, almost like their Splinter. Um, he's just like kind of hanging in the shadows and silently protecting the boys when they don't know it throughout their lives. He just wears a trench coat and a high patch and a hat, and he has a, a funny way of speaking and the, the boys make fun of him throughout. So like he, he's, he's a joy, uh, just because he takes everything so serious. And, um, and so, uh, he's, he's very much like, uh, uh, Dave Batista in Guardians of the Galaxy, where things kind of like go over his head, and it's it's pretty enjoyable.
0: So, do you recommend this movie?
1: Hell yeah, yeah. Um, especially if you're going to watch it with your kids, because if you're going to watch this with like your your lover, <laughs> I don't know if this is going to do anything for you. You might be like, you uh, just wasted my time. Because um, it, it, like I said, it's a really silly movie. It's very dumb, um, but like I said. Like Ernie Reyes Jr. is just such a charming dude. And uh you'll just you'll uh you'll vibe with it and I think you'll enjoy it.
0: (laughs) Well, good, 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 good. And any 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 last questions or remarks, Dan?
2: I just think Preston nailed it when he said this movie is a vibe. Like that's what all these surf movies have in common. Like they just capture some sort of vibe where us, us fellas who aren't exactly living by the beach aren't wearing the Hawaiian shirts we aren't living our life by the tides and that sort of stuff we see a surf movie and we're like man this seems cool like I wish I wish I could be there no matter how silly the movie is yeah. surfing movies have a very cool vibe that you just want to bottle up and be part of and that's that's yeah. why I think they made so many of them.
1: Yeah. It's just like this mentality of like, go with the flow, you know, who cares? I mean, it's just like Paul Rudd in, uh, forget, forget it, <laughs> P-P-O-P. He's like yeah ppop uh don't don't uh have a watch because uh, i got one on my phone like just like that that's always been the the appeal of it it's just like who who cares like it's almost like us when we go to movies it's like nothing exists beyond this theater it's just us and the screen them them in the waves and um yeah it's just like why why be weighed down by the crushing reality of life just surf man
2: yeah (laughs) it is kind of crazy though Uh, i mean we may talk about it in a few minutes that every single surfing movie you couldn't tell me how any of these people afford to live eat oh there's it makes no sense to me so maybe maybe your movie will will open up to that a little bit brian but i mean i watch these uh, every surf movie i've ever seen i'm like yeah but how does that guy make rent
0: <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And I thought I thought about this during watching the movie that I'm going to do. Um so the movie I'm going to talk about right now is a movie I had never seen. Oh. Um, before, and I vaguely remember the true story it's based on, but it's basically based on Deep Blue Sea Sam Jackson character. Um, it's That's <laughs> basically what it's based on. So the movie I'm talking about, of course, is the the drama, drama comedy, biographical 2011 movie called Soul Surfer. This was directed um, by Sean McNamara, who gave us Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain.
1: (laughs) Hell yeah.
0: And uh, also Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. And then after Soul Surfer, he gave everybody Cats and Dogs 3, Paws Unite. Um, This was also written by the Schwartzes who were the creators of Manimal and Baywatch. So if you remember those... What a wild
1: combination.
0: Yeah, it's insane. So this is a faith-based movie with one hell... Of a cast, including Anna Sophia Robb.
1: I want that to be the pool quote. <laughs> what? Faith-based movie with a hell of a cast. Yeah, a
0: faith-based movie with a hell of a cast. Anna Sophia Robb, Helen Hunt, and Dennis Quaid. Um, and Carrie Underwood in her first feature film debut. Uh, so if you remember back in maybe um 2003, 2004, there was a young teenage girl, about 13, um, named Bethany Hamilton, who was surfing. She was in surf contests, and then she was out surfing one day, and a shark came up and Sam Jacksoned her. You know, she got her arm bitten off. Um and she—that's more
1: like Stellan Skarsgård because he gets arms
0: off. (laughs) (laughs) Stellan Skarsgård or Sam Jackson. Um, she survived. She's you know like the drummer, um, from Hysteria, Def Leppard. She's one armed, and she still wants to surf through the help of Jesus. And she goes on um to more competitions and inspires the world. So this was this is the movie.
1: Um, I can see I can see the comedy in it.
0: it. Oh my god, there actually is comedy in this. So this is the movie. It, basically, Beth Hamilton and her family live in Hawaii. And to bring up Dan's point, how do these people? They live right on the beach in an amazing house in Hawaii. The parents both only surf. All of their kids surf or video themselves surfing. Um, And so I imagine that the parents, Helen Hunt and Dennis Quaid, are just, they they made a life of pro surfing, but I don't know if it's enough to live that lavish lifestyle. I don't know, because living in Hawaii is very, um, very expensive. Maybe not now um, with all that's going on, but it, it is. So this family is very happy they love each other they stick together they're all homeschooled by their parents Um,
1: i just looked it up it says yeah hamilton was homeschooled from sixth grade through high school by her mother a housewife while her father was a waiter at a town cafe okay so they they don't
0: show any of that in this movie so they were definitely surfers, but the house they built in Hawaii that they live in is literally it's Beachside. and it's unbelievably nice. So I don't they don't go into that. But that's funny that you mentioned that. Um So the movie goes on, they're surfing. there's contest. She's winning contests with their friend. who in this movie, who the fuck shows up in this film? Jesus Christ, Kevin Sorbo, who we will not really talk about, but Kevin Sorbo <laughs> comes into this movie as the neighbor. <laughs> and...
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Is there an action figure for him in this?
0: <laughs> no, no, there's not. But I was like, oh my god, is that Kevin Sorbo? And again, this was in 2011, which is kind of before he went full nutso. Uh and and then in the middle of nowhere the father of this movie Dennis Quaid is supposed to have knee surgery and in comes his surgeon and it's Craig T Nelson and i'm just going like what is this movie why are all yeah, these it's people like
1: oppenheimer in- level right there
0: <laughs> it, it is it is oppenheimer level <laughs> of a cast when i say a hell of a cast hell of a cast so The chick, Anna Sophia Rob, gets her arm bitten off, and she struggles with life coming back from only having one arm. Will God will will boys like her? Will the world like her? Can she get on back on that board? Will she be able to do this? And through the power of religion and Christianity, she does. Um, and I kind of the moral of the story is that surfing is not the one and only great thing for her life. It was helping others, which, cause she goes on a mission trip. Um, But this movie, huh?
2: So you're telling me the moral of this story is that she needs to learn to lend a hand.
0: Yes. Well, (laughs) she, it's funny you say that because I was waiting for that Hallmark cheesy goodness. And uh, one of her last lines, Tell, talking to the press was you know with one arm um, I have been able to do more than I could with one arm than actually fully embrace somebody with two arms like it was something like really cheesy like that
1: um yeah. isn't it great when movies and life just kind of gives you those great softballs like that like yes. even just yesterday in the news with the football player from the blind side <laughs> blindsided <laughs> yes, that that was great. Yeah. This is pretty much our podcast is like we're going to hell for what Yeah. We <laughs> it was it's good. So
0: this movie has very hallmark cheesy level vibes throughout, but it's actually a good movie. I actually really enjoyed watching Soul Surfer the uh, it, I, I will say, let's talk about let, let's talk about the Carrie Underwood. She plays Sarah Hill, kind of like the church pastor person getting everybody to go on this mission trip. This was this was Carrie Underwood's first feature film. And this, I guess, was before acting lessons, but I know she was a judge on American Idol. She's a good singer, but acting-wise, maybe one of the worst performances i've ever seen it was downright laughable and funny um kevin sorbo who plays holt blanchard which is just a funny ass Damn. name to me what a great name yeah holt blanchard is fine like he's fine in the movie kevin sorbo but i'm gonna i want to talk about dennis quaid for a second because you think of dennis quaid dennis quaid is shirtless for like 95 of this movie And he's got, you know, kind of like sandy, rusted hair and it's floppy. But he he, again, he's shirtless. Most of this movie, I had no idea, but. But
2: he Dennis Quaid
0: is built like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. And I had to like kind of pause and rewind during the shirtless scenes to see if he was wearing a bodysuit or if it was CGI. Because it's like, dude, that guy is chiseled from marble. This guy is so jacked. Dennis Quaid is so jacked in this movie. I was like, man, did he talk to Hugh Jackman from Wolverine on how to get in touch with his this bodybuilder self? But I I couldn't believe it. I was very I, I was excited. Helen Hunt, on the other hand, I love Helen Hunt. Um, I never thought she would be in a surfing movie at all. Um, But you see them surfing and on the water. Uh, They filmed in Hawaii and Tahiti, which is actually pretty cool. And Anna-Sophia Robb delivers such a great performance in here. I loved her in The Way, Way Back. And I had never seen this movie. But Anna-Sophia Robb plays this with such grit and determination and charm. I... I love her for that. Um, and it's interesting that this movie in its faith based and Christianity beliefs, I guess the real Hamilton family was involved in the church. And interestingly enough, the Hamilton family had such creative control over this movie from production to editing uh, and its release for it. That um, I guess the film studio during the shark attack scene, because it, the first 15, 20 minutes she's out in the water. She's doing like a Halloween uh, night surfing. And like, it builds this tension, like, okay, we know the shark attacks coming. When is it coming? And like, it never comes. And then it comes of course, with Kevin Sorbo and the shark. Kevin
1: Sorbo bites her arm
0: <laughs> Yes. No, when she's out with Kevin Sorbo okay. surfing and the shark just like comes out of nowhere, grabs her arm, and I mean that's it. But I guess it was um, much more violent and bloody in that first take. But uh, the Hamilton said like, "Hey, everybody was quite calm when it actually happened. Let's tone it down." And I was like, "Why?"
1: So, you mean, but you mean the, the they didn't sh- want to go like Jaws three level with Dennis Quaid? Like they didn't I, want to go quite
0: there. I wish they did. Um, and what's funny about that is that in real life, it was a tiger shark that bit her arm off. In this mm. movie, it's a great white. And uh, what's what's so funny... Can't,
1: can't Leave alone.
0: Yeah, Can't Leave him alone. It's a great white shark. And it's so funny when it pops out. It, it, it almost might be the same shark from Sam Jackson, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> but towards the end of the movie... Um, Dennis Quaid is called out from his house one night to come to the beach. And then he sees the shark hanging up. They had caught a shark they think did it to her arm.
1: And it's they just like fin waved. No,
0: it's so funny because he still has her surfboard that was had a chunk taken out of it. And they measure this the chunk of the surfboard with its mouth. And is like, that fits like a glove. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's so good and funny. And all I could think was like, poor shark. The shark didn't know any better. It just took It took one huh. bite of her arm and it swam away. Didn't try to like viciously attack
2: her. It just like, eh. that's a human. <sighs> didn't like it. Swam they away. It let her, they they let her said, live so there could be more food later.
1: <laughs> Man, uh, I was really into this movie up until that point. And then now I just want the rest of her to get eaten.
0: Right. Right. I mean, they it's that part was really weird to me. It didn't stick with the rest of the movie. So I guess with her learning to use a one arm type of thing, getting back on the board, her dad trains her and all this stuff. She's going through all the emotions. She eventually um, wins and she becomes a very national champion. First place, one arm surfer. And I guess she was actually the stunt performer for Anna Sophia Robb throughout the movie. Um, this movie made money. It was on a budget of 18 million, it was 47 million. The uh, Rotten Tomato score is 46, but I actually think it's good. Um, Roger Ebert gave it a positive review, um, two and a half stars out of four. So he said Soul Surfer is a wholesome movie intended as inspirational. Whether it will cheer viewers who are not as capable as Bethany is an excellent question. Anna-Sophia Robb is convincing and cheerful. Dennis Quaid and Helen Hunt are stalwart and supportive, although the script leaves them with no other choice. Um, and Owen Gleiberman from Entertainment Weekly gave the film a B. Like, people like this movie, and it want, It was nominated for an S.B. Award for Best Sports Movie. Um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Um, do I like this movie? Yes, because I don't like faith-based movies usually, but it's not over the head, hit you on the nose with its preaching. It's just about a movie about a girl gets her arm eaten by a shark and gets back on the board. Um, and the question still remains, how do they make all their money? I don't know. Um, but yeah, with, with all that's cheesy-
1: Hawaii.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But with all its cheesy Hallmark goofiness, I I think it's a solid film. I own it too, Dan. I own this movie Soul Surfer now. And the poster to this movie is goddamn amazing because it doesn't make sense with the movie that is revealed because the poster of this movie is so great. It doesn't make sense because you think it's going to be a thriller or a horror movie, but it's not whatsoever. Um, the cinematography in this movie is actually really great with all the surfing. Um,
1: Jesus, that that poster is fantastic. Isn't it good? <laughs> yeah, it's because uh, it has a bite mark in the surfboard and where her arm eventually is like, man, <laughs> that's that's like a uh, terrible. <laughs> it is. It's, it's so good. clouds in the background it should almost be a shark fin.
0: right. Right. Um, the the oh, cinematographer man. for this movie is John Leonetti, who did the cinematography for Child's Play 3, Hot Shots yeah. Part 2, Mortal Kombat, The Mask, Detroit Rock City, um, Annabelle, Insidious, The Conjuring. <laughs> wow.
2: The
0: movie looks amazing. And the, uh, the music in the film was done by none other than Marco Beltrami, who's done ton of fantastic films um such as fear street one two and three quiet place uh it's insane this this movie i i didn't expect what i got and i actually recommend soul surfer it is available kind of everywhere um do i relate it to john wick um Yes, I think Anna Sophia Rob Bethany Hamilton's basically John Wick. She gets right back on her board even after getting bitten by a giant shark and ready to attack the world. I think it's uh, I think it's wonderful. Um, but uh, faith based or not, I think this movie's pretty decent and it's worth it. I think people will be inspired by it.
1: Are are you have you found Jesus more,
0: Brian? He definitely nailed it for me. Nailed it. <laughs> Shark Jesus died for our fins, Preston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's my surf movie because it's 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 a lot of them. I would I really want to see a Rift tracks or a Mystery Science Theater three thousand with this movie because I would say forty percent of the movie is just surfing. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to watch, and it's great to watch Helen Hunt and Dennis Quaid surf. Uh, yeah, it, but oh my God, Kevin Sorbo and Craig T. Nelson out of nowhere just surprised me, and I think they would have a great time. Mystery Science Theater three thousand would have a great time with Carrie Underwood because her performance is so terrible in this movie that you can't help but like, oh, what a sweet girl. <laughs> <laughs> she had no idea what was happening in this movie
2: i'm, I'm reading yeah, like, now. she's got like five kids now bethany who Ham- bethany hamilton yeah bethany. there's all sorts of pictures of her like with them on surfboards as chum like it seems
0: no she her life is in the surfing world that's like they, they build that family as all they did was surfing and, uh, it, it was pretty cool as it was a good movie. I definitely recommend it because it's just a funny, I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny how it works. So, um, I think, I think you would like it. So yeah, that's, um, soul surfer that surf ninjas and that's chasing mavericks here on fear and loathing in cinema. We're so happy. Uh, that you joined us uh are we, are we going surfing anytime fellas
1: <laughs> if, if,
0: if i could i would if you could you would uh, amazing um but yeah we're fear and loathing check out dan Moran. he's running that fear and loathing instagram go say hi to him come give that a follow for all the latest in fear and loathing and cinema press and Barta, the man the surfer the legend Uh, He's at the Denton Record Chronicle. He's at FreshFiction.TV. He's on YouTube. He's Blu-ray Dad on Instagram and Preston Bart on Twitter and everything else. He's covering music and film and interviews. Check out his Blue Beetle interview. He's going to do a write-up on Smashing Pumpkins and Interpol. Be sure to check that out. And I'm Brian Kluger. I'm at High Def Digest. I'm at Boomstick Comics. I'm at... Soundtracks Radio and Electromagnetic Radio and My Bloody Podcast with Preston. No BS with Brian and Susan. Writing all them reviews in Blu-rays. Uh, we'll see you next week with another great episode. But until then, surf's up, dudes!
2: <laughs> Kwanzu, dude! Thanks, ten, bros.